When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Daddy, have you ever seen an angel? Sure, baby. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Lewis Cannon, along with the non-existent Baco. How are you, sir? That's right. This is part two of our landmark, a groundbreaking series where we, one podcast, release two podcasts by each of the podcasters. Do the math, that's two. On the same day, much like the 1978 Kiss solo albums. And these if you didn't know, are downloaded platinum and ret- and uh, uh, deleted double platinum, I believe, just like the solo albums. But we are not, to recap, uh, if you are listening to this one first, stop, go to Baco's because mine is the second part, kind of the reply, the other version of this concept. So in short, we are ranking all the non-Kiss Kiss albums. Does this include the actual KISS solo albums? No. This is everything that happened after their time in KISS or, you know, solo projects from Gene and Paul. Got it? Understand? Good. Now, you may be asking yourself, how did this concept 
come to be? Why aren't they just doing a podcast together? Well, our, our schedules are not permitting that lately. And uh, this is an idea that Baco had early this month to kind of, uh, you know, swing on the nutsack of Decibel Geek for their Kissmas in July. And I'm going to let you peek behind the curtain first to let you know kind of how the sausage is made in the Cobras and Fire factory. Baco calls me up with this idea. And I say, great, what are we going to talk about? What's the structure? What's the theme? Well, I'll know. And that's it. Those are Baco's ideas. So what I mean by it's his idea is he might as well have said, hey, let's record another episode. The end. <laughs> I mean, come on! So I came up with the, the idea to use as a template for the structure to, to use his article that had the same subject a couple years ago for Decibel Geek. His response was, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that. He then immediately recorded his, mixed it, sent it to me on Dropbox, and asked me for mine. All right, Taskmaster, I have done your bidding. As a KISS fan, just like a, a fan of horror movies or, you know, movie series in general, you'll want the sequel to be good. You want Friday the 13th Part 90 to be great. And you kind of go into it know it's going to be a shit show, but you have to buy it. You got to get it as a fan, a completionist. And these albums, I would be surprised. Fat bastards out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But I would be surprised if in total for all these albums combined that they sold a million copies would would be amazed if that's true and so let's just let's just kick this off mine is going to be definitely be shorter as you've already seen from the running time but and that's because we are going to just burn through a bunch right now now my bottom solo album the worst of all the non-kiss kiss albums may come as a shock to you because it is not peter chris Oh no, a lot of the rankings that I give for these albums have to do with the effort that one puts behind them. So for that alone, the Catman is not on the bottom rung. Why? Because I guarantee he put more effort than this guy. And that is Gene Simmons with his solo album, Asshole. My God, was this a dismal failure. This guy, obviously, he's talked about, he's putting out a box set of demos Sometime, I mean, he's talked about that for years. Instead of using those old demos and flushing them out or, you know, recording them new, anything like that, he went and essentially bought songs from some clown named Bag, that's B-A-G, not the bag of money he trademarked, that was kind of a, a 10th rate poor's man, poor man's Beck. And he's the, quote, co-writer on these songs. Guarantee he just bought them and threw his name on there as well. That's the majority of the co-writers on the song. I mean, we're talking about somebody that did a karaoke version of Firestarter, where I can just see, see him sit, sitting there and going, hmm, yes, that's what I can do. I'm a Firestarter. I breathe fire. Therefore, I will cover a Prodigy song. Makes no sense. The video is ridiculous with him as a pimp. The cover is ridiculous. It, I could go on and on about why this this sucks. And... I read a metal sludge article when this first came out, which summarized it in the best way. Lazy and said, you know, that this this album sucks donkey balls. And it said, you know, not in the figurative sense. I mean, if you were to take a CD, put it under a donkey, the CD would just jump up and begin lapping the donkey's nutsack. You get that? And to this day... Every time I take my kids to a petting zoo, I am pissed off that I did not bring the CD because I would love to put it on there just to test if that's true because I guarantee it's true. Guarantee it. 
My kids would get a show. It would be entertaining for everybody involved. Great family fun. That CD, Licking and Donkey's Nuts. But, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to feature a song from this. I, you know, people say Sweet Dirty Love is a good song. It's only a good song in context because everything else is complete steaming load of cheaply produced bullshit. I would have preferred if the title track was just covering Dennis Leary's song, Asshole. Folks, I'd like to sing a song about the American dream. About me. About you. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of our chests. About that special feeling we get in the cockles of our hearts. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. Maybe even in the colon. We don't know. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football and porno and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor. My wife and my job, my kids in my car. My feet on my table and a Cuban cigar. But sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a man like me interested. Oh, no. No way. Uh-uh. No, I've got to go out and have fun at someone else's expense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive really slow in the ultra-fast lane while people behind me are going Summertime saying, How about this heat? I'm on a Because we got the bombs, okay? John Wayne's not dead. He's frozen. 
cruising. And as soon as we find a cure for cancer, we're gonna thaw out the Duke, and he's gonna be pretty pissed off. You know why? Have you ever taken a cold shower? We'll multiply that by 15 million times. That's how pissed off the Duke's gonna be. I'm gonna get the Duke and John Cassavetes and Lee Marvin hey. and Sam Peckinpah hey. and a case of whiskey hey. and drive hey. down to hey. Texas. Hey. You know, you really are an asshole. Why don't you just shut up and sing this song, pal? I'm an asshole. Right, moving on. That one gets a, uh, a complete zero. Next up, all of the Peter Chris solo albums. These, let me do my math here. Okay, carry the zero and the zero. Zero! We get a total of zero for all of these albums. I'm not even going to go through the, the titles. Out of control. Um, let me just scroll through some of these. No, I'm done. I'm not even putting in the effort. These are all a zero. And, uh, you know, I will feature a little music from him. It's just a compilation of, of all of his songs in 15 seconds. It's a nightmare. And, you know, given a choice, why would anybody choose a cat for their makeup? Moving on. We're already done with Peter Chris. We're already done with Gene Simmons. Let's go to the next on the list. And we're going to do Paul Stanley. Now, I am going to give his solo album a three, a three out of 10, <clears throat> which is actually higher than I thought I was going to rank it. And that was due to, I went back to it. Uh, I own it, you know, uh, I bought it when it first came out and was really hoping it for, for it to be great. Paul was my second favorite Kiss solo album. Um, as far as the, you know, the 1978 ones. Now, the main thing I have a problem with on the, on this one is actually not the songwriting, but the production. Yes, uh, Buckle mentioned, you know, why is everybody shit on this? Because it's a pop album. There are some catchy songs on here. You know, much like Unmasked, you have to appreciate at least the songwriting itself. And the reason I went back to it and gave it another listen, and I hadn't for, let's say, close to a decade, uh, Where Angels Dare, last track, I remember back in the day, that was my favorite track on the album as well. And that's the one that Baco featured. And then I went back and Wake Up Screaming. I would say All About You, Bulletproof. You know, these are decent songs. I just think they're way glossed over and uh, definitely a lost opportunity. But, you know, again, Paul put effort into it. That's why he ranks above Peter Chris and Gene Simmons so far. So I also is one of my biggest regrets as a KISS fan. Um, I regret the fact that I did not see him on his Live to Win tour. Uh, I had a conflict. Unfortunately, that same night, I had some mandatory, I call it mandatory fun with the the job I had, unfortunately. I was so pissed. And I was, I remember I was in Chicago, he's playing the House of Blues. And actually the event I, that I was required to be at was <laughs> right down the street. So I heard his, that it was like his last peak vocally pretty much. 
and, and you know, had the passion and everything like that in, in comparison to what he's doing now. You know, if you're if you're a KISS fan and you're listening to this, which obviously you are, you own this album. You've heard these songs. So I actually found, and this is probably going to make Baco's head explode, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing it. I'm going to feature some some covers on this on this episode, some that I don't even think he's heard or most of you have heard. So I am going to feature a cover of the track Live to Win by a dude named Yorn. Now that's spelled J-O-R-N. That's a soft, you know, a soft J, much like yogging. If you pronounce it jogging, you're, you're wrong. That's not how it's pronounced. If you've done that your whole life, please correct yourself. It's yogging. It's Yorn. And I don't have my Wikipedia in front of me. He's not from America. He's in a country that is not here. And he sounds most of the time like Dio. He's a Dio worship, you know, he worships at the 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 feet of Dio. The actual man, the myth, not the hologram. Go grab your Spotify, your Apple Music, YouTube, search him out. J-O-R-N. I think you'll find some some pretty choice material out there. But this is a cover of Live to Win off of his album Rock and Roll Radio. Can't get what you want 
So let's cover the next in line, and that is Ace Freely. Now, love Ace. Loved his 78 solo album. I also love Trouble Walkin'. I like a select few tracks off of Fraley's Comet, as well as Anomaly and Space Invader. And absolutely nothing off of his covers album. Did the world need a cover of Wild Thing? Did the world need him to destroy rock and roll hell? Which is just bizarre that he did that to begin with. Uncreative choices, terrible execution. Solos sound like he's just noodling and he's done. Just, just why, you know. We featured Parasite out of complete obligation on one of our shows. You know, it has the John 5 extra solo. Uh, I, I don't need to hear that again. None of those versions. So that alone has brought the score for all of his output down to a five. Fraley's Comet was very confused about this as a, as a young child. I like, just like Baco said, I like Rock Soldiers and... I don't know. There's there's a few tracks on there, but anything that Todd or whoever those that that clown is, I don't even I don't even care to look up his name right now. But why why have anybody else sing on your albums that's not Ace Freely? That's why I'm I'm tuning in. I'm not listening to these other guys. The songs are just they're just uninspired, and and even the ones where you know somebody else is singing, are the solos that great? No, not really. So disappointment, both of those, especially second sighting. I, I'm saying that I like a couple of tracks in the first one. I don't think I like anything off the second one. And I just went back to them again. And I was like, no, no. It's just like I remembered it. It took him so long to come out with those too. So, <clears throat> but Trouble Walking, spectacular. I think there's like one track I don't like, but I let that, I just let that flow. I like um, the Fractured song on that as well. Possibly even more than the original. I, I just... You know, as far as those go, I think that's probably the best one. I don't think I liked Fractured Quantum that much. What do you have to say, Ace? I think this outfit is self-explanatory. <laughs> and by the way, we haven't heard from Eddie Trunk so far this episode. And I'm not sure if you know, but uh, you know, at one point, Eddie worked for a music label. Let's, let's, let's hear a few things from him. I have a history working in the music business. I was an A&R guy um, and vice president at Megaforce Records from 86 to 90. And I suggested Ace Freely being a huge Kiss fan. Oh, my God. Is everybody still there? Are you awake? I've never heard someone that not, (laughs) kind of like we do when we pretend we're so great and talk about ourselves so much, talk about themselves with such importance. I mean, I... I would not be I would not be surprised if Eddie Trunk did not have a picture of only himself on his desk leaning against a tree or something like that. I mean, Eddie loves Eddie. Did you know he knows Ace Frehley? He's friends with him and Peter Cross. I'm not sure if you knew that. But let's feature a Ace related song, and that is Outer Space. This is going to be a reverse cover. What's a reverse cover? You might say. Well, unbeknownst to possibly some of you, Outer Space is actually a cover song. And the original, if I understand it correctly, is on the Kiss Covers album put together by Mitch LaFon for a charity called A World With Heroes several years ago. And we're going to play the original. I don't know the person's name. Uh, Possibly I'll add that to the notes here because, again, this is a rush job. We're moving through this as quickly as possible because Baco has assigned me this task. And I do not have much time. So here is Outer Space by Some Dude. You said you wanted my love to be a part of my game It came to push and shove 
But I had to see till you came up late But now you're scratching and clawing You're way up from the grave You should have stayed in the dirt, girl It's like I told you I came from outer space Drink of my sweet love And then the poison took You hooked me up to your sick machine And then I blew you up Yeah, you were one in a million Before the button was pushed You should have stayed in the dirt, girl It's like I told you
Okay, next. Hopefully you're enjoying some of these rare, unique covers on this episode. Now, Vinnie Vincent. He is my next choice. And this, again, is all of his solo output together. And it's not that I like it that much. It's just the fact that I know that he put, like I mentioned in the beginning, tons of effort. If you listen to, there's a podcast or um, actually an article, I'm sorry, an article by Bobby Rock. Just look up Bobby Rock and production of Vinnie Vincent Invasion, the first album. It is madness, the drum tracks he had to do over and over and over again. And this album is just pure madness from beginning to the end. I'm not a big fan of it. The singing by uh, Fleshman, Fleishman, however you pr- pronounce his name, and then Mark Slaughter on the second one. I mean, just just the fact that 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 the band Slaughter comes from Vinnie Vincent. The fact that Vince Neil's touring band is Slaughter without Slaughter. The whole thing that that this Vinnie Vincent invasion spawned as a result earns a higher spot than than anybody else except for one artist after him. So, you know, he's got his continuous guitar solo called Eight Ball. He's got Eruption, I believe. He's, you know, the two Vinnie Vincent solo albums, the box set that doesn't exist. The, the, the guy's insane. He, he goes around apparently in Nashville with shirts that have his own own uh, makeup, his onk makeup on it, made by fans. Maybe it was Laundry Day. Who knows? That was a story by Toddzilla. Yeah, the lawsuits, you know, you, you know all this stuff. And, you know, I actually reached out to Baco because I've never been that much of a fan of, of his work. But we are going to feature a song that he has picked, and here it is. Oh, my God. 
Last but not least, we have the top dog, the top audio dog, I should say, and that's Bruce Kulick. And I am again putting all the albums together. Solo album, Audio Dog, Transformer, BK3, and Union. Both albums. This, you throw them all together, this gets a 7 out of 10 for me. Which may, you know, Bruce, is he the most celebrated member of KISS? Nope. And can he sing? Absolutely not. It's, and he'll admit it, it's his, quote, weakest instrument. Now, the reason he gets the top spot, again, like on the beginning of the show, I said effort. Here's a guy that after he left, he formed Union with John Karabi, which this is how my ranking of solo albums goes. One and two position is the Union debut album and then Ace Freely Trouble Walking. Those are my one and two, easily. That's a great album, start to finish. I mean, John Karabi's vocal is incredible. And it's kind of like an extension a little bit of Carnival of Souls. And uh, Kurt Cuomo, I believe is how his name is pronounced. He's a co-writer on a lot of tracks. As he is Also, he is a co-writer on Carnival Souls. You know, Bruce had a huge hand in that album. And he put it out pretty quickly. I mean, I believe it was 98, 99, if I have that right. And then they had a live album, Live at the Galaxy. And then they did The Blue Room, which, eh, I'd say that's a 4 out of 10 album. There's a couple tracks I like, especially the Beatles-related one. So... Yeah, right there off the bat. If that, if that had been all he put out, he still would have got the top position. But that wasn't it, kids. He was a DIY artist before downloads, before everything like that. He was selling himself, self-produced, the albums Audio Dog and Transformer on his website. You know, you, you want to talk about a guy that, that should have good karma. That's Bruce. And he has had it. I mean, a long run in Grand Funk Railroad is a nice paycheck. You know, constantly doing expos, you know, very involved in this Facebook page. But yeah, you know, put his own money in, getting some studio time. Probably was a lot of it at home studio recording, but did Audio Dog and Transformer. And these albums are, again, they're okay because he's doing the lead vocals on them. Some great instrumentals. But he has a lot, which was brought up to my attention by a friend of the show, Fact Bastard and Punk Ass Bitch star Rob that a lot of the songs in Audio Dog especially sound like Gene Simmons' demos. And as soon as he mentioned that, I completely agreed. And I'm going to play a little snippet of track two from Audio Dog called Strange to Me. And then we are going to go into the cover, again, going with covers, the cover of a Kiss song, Jungle, from Carnival Souls, on the Union album Live at the Galaxy.
All right, everyone. We'll be back soon with a episode that, you know, kind of goes with, with these albums that are, I think that they are all perfectly rated. <laughs> They're not underrated. Frelly's comment is not underrated, everybody. It's perfectly rated, which is a little tease, a little tease for the theme of our next episode. Now, I'm going to leave you with another track by Bruce Kulick off of BK3, and that is starring Gene Simmons on vocals. Ain't Gonna Die. Now, let me let me tell you, this song, if it had been on Sonic Boom or Monster, would have been my favorite song on the album. The guitar playing is, of course, phenomenal. We all know that, that Bruce can play. But what makes a difference, not, not on the Monster album as much, and I go through this because this album came out around the time of Sonic Boom, and we are talking about the reason that I do not like any of Gene's songs on that album is his vocals. He, he sounds like he's just reading off of a card, did it in the afternoon, he's gone. There's no, there's no passion behind it, nothing like that. It's completely different on Monster. He actually does sing versus just kind of like talk on Sonic Boom. And it is striking the difference between Sonic Boom, Gene's vocals, and the vocals on this song. On the chorus, he just absolutely kills it. And also the production. The production on, on BK3 as a whole just absolutely crushes Sonic Boom and Monster. And, and you got to realize, this was an album that Kiss had paid up front for Walmart. They got a check. Here you go. That's it. Done. And, you know, it was self-produced by Paul and both of them. It's a cheap way to do it. Here's, again, do-it-yourself Bruce, who enlists the engineer. I cannot recall his name right now, but one of the engineer, the recording, mixers, etc., that worked on Revenge. And the production is, is great on this entire album. This is the album where he had all the guest vocalists because he knows he's not that good of a singer at all, which, you know, is a shame because, again, there are a lot of songs in Audio Dog that are solid, but they're just brought down by, unfortunately, his vocals. But effort... He put his own money into this album. The passion he has from from sitting down and interviewing him. Check out that episode from back in the day. It's one of our first 10 episodes that we did when we interviewed Bruce. You know, the guy is just, you know, I'm glad that he's had a long run in the music industry because he's just a passionate musician. So before we finish, I just have to say I never knew, never knew that I would have homework, a homework assignment as a podcaster. But Paco, I hope you're pleased and let's just hear... You know, from our cast of characters, uh, Paul, what did you think of the episode? It's a nightmare. Yeah, you know, for a guy that always talks about having positivity and living to win, you, you sure are negative. Uh, do you want to have a second thought about this, about this episode? It's a nightmare. Yeah, all right. At least you're consistent lately. And uh, Ace, uh, your thoughts. But you're kind of like a spaceman, huh? No, actually, I'm a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, Tom Snyder, uh, you have some thoughts as well? And I got a little piece of pipe backstage I'd like to have you work on. Tell me about it. Gross. Ace, are you planning another covers album? Sure, baby. Okay, is that a yes or a no? Sure, baby. A mystery. All right, and uh, let's hear from Eddie Trunk one more time. I have a history working in the music business. I was an A&R guy um, and vice president at Megaforce Records from 86 to 90, and I suggested Ace Freely being a huge KISS fan. We tracked him down. We had a great lunch. I'm glad you had a nice lunch, Eddie. It's, it's glad you mentioned that. Such a storyteller and a stand-up comedian as well when I saw you before. All right, let's get out of here. Remember, Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And... Uh, forget it. I hope you're happy, Baco. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.